But I think that I stopped writing poetry as much just because when I would come back to it, I was like, what was I even trying to say? It was, it was just too vague. It was too vague to like get the meaning later. Well, hopefully it's like protecting itself from getting burned. Hmm. If it weren't so vague, you wouldn't be able to stand it, maybe. Yeah. Mm. That's why I wrote that way. Why still write that way? This week on a special handbag hangout poetry night, I've rounded up Amber, Diana, Sarah, Maria, and Genevieve to read poetry with me. Our friendship was cultivated while writing poetry and furiously journaling in high school in the late 90s, which bound us tightly as very close friends over the past 20 years. Since becoming adults, we have made a point to meet monthly to reinforce and celebrate our identities before we became partners, spouses, mothers, or professional people, which came to be known as handbag hangouts as a dirty joke over beers. Since COVID-19, we've upped our handbags to a weekly Zoom meeting to dish out our love and support for each other. Please do forgive the quality of the recording since we weren't able to meet in person. I'm Angelica Norton. Stay tuned for my monthly chat. All right, I'm Angelica. I'm Amber. Diana. Sarah. Maria. Genevieve. Excellent. Thank you all for joining me on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. We are doing a handbag hangout, and I wanted to just kind of read some poetry tonight. And this can be any kind of poetry. This can be poetry that you have found poetry you have written, poetry you have found that you have written, poetry that you wrote today if you feel like it. So, you know, just a little hangout. Do y'all have anything that you want to start with or should I like start us off? I think start us off. Okay. Um, I didn't dig too deep, but I did pick up a... um, a little spiral notebook I found on my shelves with some holograph. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of green screen. It's disappearing into my Zoom cake background. Whoa! As you are. <laughs> when I did my undergrad, I did a focus in creative writing, and I did a lot of poetry um, classes. But I learned that a lot of my poems didn't make sense to anybody else but myself. That my creative voice was turning things that meant something to me and making it extremely vague. Uh, you know, just trying to be like, hey, it sounds cool, but like it didn't make sense after that. So this poem, I I felt like I got, I I could like tap into it now, this many years later. So this was written, um, February 8th, 2001. The title is stupid and I'm not going to read it. (laughs) Okay. Skin is pushed to the bone, causing tiny seals on cells and blood traffic. I can't sit absolutely still. I shake and shift to keep my mind off 
every inch of my body. I refuse to count my teeth with my tongue. I've never wanted to make it to the end. I'm frustrated by the uselessness. Muscles clench during thought and stress, feeling the weight of my body on my skin, itching for more positions. I want to twist without resistance from my abused joints, crushing, if not shattering, my stacks of bones. With this momentum, I would keep collaborating all of my mass so that my nerves could not determine which region needed repositioning or stretching, and the new sensations would occupy my body long enough to sit at a table, to enjoy thinking at a table, to plan as far as tables plan and accomplish nothing. That's interesting. Snapping, snapping is occurring, snapping is happening. <laughs> Dude, that, all, that, like, I gotta say, my initial reaction is rape. <laughs> rape? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right, I'll yeah. take it. That's where I went. Probably from very early on. I went to rape and then I couldn't get out of it. So okay. Interesting. then everything sort of fit to that, but Yikes. that's my two cents on that. Thank you for that. Yeah, wow. Well, I kind of thought you were listening to a lecture and you just wanted to get up and leave. That's how I felt too. Just like the general, oh, wow. like, I'm just, and I'm twitchy too. So I'm just like, <laughs> much less with pilot. you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe that. <laughs> so yeah it was just a, a restless feeling uh that I feel akin to these days where I'm just like oh, I want to get up and like get rid of this feeling in my body this uh, is one you wrote today no oh, okay. this is an old one <laughs> this is okay. very okay. old but I was like all right I, I know this feeling I, I get it does anyone have a poem they would like to read? I'm ready. Okay, so this is from this book. But I did not write this poem. It's, can you see the book? No. 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 <laughs> no. It's just creepy. It's from a book called I Can't Remember by Cynthia McDonald. So this book was signed for me in October 1997 by the author at Barnes & Noble. She wrote oh. in the inscription, for Genevieve, with appreciation for your writing and anticipation of what it will become, which is really cool. Oh she must have been there, like, doing a book signing, and I saw this book, and it really spoke to me in 1997. So I even have, like, post-it notes in the book that are like, oh, I liked this book, that I have not picked this book up. It has been across the country with me, and I haven't picked it up in years, but this is one I post-it noted in 1997. It was a really good inscription too. It'd be very inspiring. She's a poet, so I would expect a good inscription for a young female <laughs> poet who's like excited about her work. Yeah. Um, okay, this poem is called, What is Never Lost? Well, each of us is prone to disarray. I'm always set for a disaster, knowing one will come and it will stay until it has destroyed me in some way. I save gold ribbons, purple alabasters, while each of us is prone to disarray. And then there are the plagues to keep at bay by stocking Gatorade and mustard plasters. I'm sure the plague will come and it will stay. And all the ones I love will pass away or come too close and make me a Jocasta while mm -hmm. each of us is prone to disarray. The stock market will crash, perhaps today, 
so I can't go when you go to Alaska. The bread line's soon to come and it will stay. I pile up, ward off, eat down to LA, the fears of death and loss I cannot master. Well, each of us is prone to disarray, not knowing when and where and who will stay. Oh, wow. Good one. That's called, and that's called What is Never Lost. That was good, Genevieve. It's so appropriate for the time. Yeah, who knew, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, we, would, we would show up in such a way. <laughs> the, the word play was really lovely. That. I liked it as a teenager, and I still like it. Really good job, fun. Cynthia McDonald, who really? wrote this one book. Yeah, yeah. Really showing up my... Uh, my poem when I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Hey, no, are you turning 40? I'm turning 40 this year. Yeah. Let's hope we fucking hang out before that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be real cool, Thanks. y'all. All right, I have mine, and it's translated from Spanish. It's Pablo Neruda. Ooh. And it's... Um, do you do both, or do you only have the... I have both, but it's kind of long. I'm okay if you read both. It's up to you. What what do you feel like doing? Um, I'll start with the English and see if I have enough um for the Spanish. Okay, deal. Okay. Okay. It does sound quite nice in Spanish, obviously. So it is called acallarse, or keeping quiet. Hmm. Now we all count to 12 and we will all keep still. This one time upon the earth, let's not speak any language. Let's not stop for one second and not move our arms so much. It would be a delicious moment without hurry, without locomotives. All of us would be together in sudden uneasiness. The fishermen in the cold sea would do no harm to the whales and the peasants gathering salt would look at his torn hands. Those who prepare green wars, wars of gas, wars of fire, victories without survivors, (sighs) would put on clean clothing and would walk alongside their brothers in the shade without doing anything. What I want shouldn't be confused with final inactivity. Life alone is what matters. I want nothing to do with death. It would be worth unanimous about keeping our lives so much in motion if we could perhaps do nothing for once. Perhaps a great silence would interrupt our sadness. Just never understanding ourselves and threatening ourselves with death. Perhaps the earth is touching us when everything seems to be dead and everything is alive. Now, I would count to 12 and you keep quiet and I'll go. Fucking good, man. Oh, shit. That's good. (laughs) Oh, shit. Wow. It's my favorite poem. And I like, every time I read it, it makes me want to (laughs) cry. I love that a poem makes you cry. I, I've heard that guy's name before, but to be dumb, like, I don't really know the guy. Like, I, I know that he's like, a, I know he's from 
Is he from Mexico? Is that right? No, I my auntie is Colombian. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I know he speaks Spanish. I know his shit's in Spanish. I guess that part I knew. Um, because I hear his name all the time, but I don't know his work. That was he's lovely. amazing. I like, he's really I like, good. I like he's that. Really like bit. into that love. Bit. Like he's known for his yeah. love poems. Yeah. More than um, I. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed that. So. Thank you for sharing. Um, right. Will y'all, uh, at the end of this or even tomorrow, take photos or scan those poems or give me a link to it so that I can include it in the Chatty Crafties blog post? There's different versions. So I'll send you I'll send you the one I have. I'll send you both the Spanish and the English one. Oh, perfect. I would be remiss to not mention that we are living that poem right now, yeah? Hmm. Right. And that's what's really creepy. And I think that's why it makes me like cry extra hard is yeah. that like I have it read it in a really long time mm. and so it feels extra like <laughs> yeah so it's so hopeful though you know like compared to the poem that I read that we are kind of living right now that one is very um like the beauty of the silence of right now yeah agreed it is it's like this that everybody kind of gets to take that pause and like look and be silent and we're doing it together right like that's so yeah cool that we get Man- mandated government mandated slightly <laughs> mandated by uh <laughs> government mandated. agencies yeah uh, <laughs> a great, a great pause that's that's what matt's been calling calling it and i saw that that's what you called it too where's that from it's from that article the uh the prepare for the ultimate gaslighting it's a really good article it was an incredible mm, article. yeah i'll also put it in the blog post for this episode does anyone else have a poem they would like to read? I had something very, um, very 2001, but Maria, I don't think I can read it now. No, I really would have, I would have liked to hear that in Spanish if you ever want to read it. I'll read it in Spanish and it might not, I might not cry the second time around. Okay, hit it, baby. A callarse. Ahora contaremos doce. Y nos quedaremos quietos. Por una vez sobre la tierra no hablaremos en ningún idioma. Por un segundo detengámonos. No, no movamos tanto los brazos. Sería un, un momento fragante, sin prisa, sin locomotoras. Todos estaremos juntos en una inquietud instantánea. Los pescadores del mar frío no harían daño a las ballenas. Y el trabajador de sal... Miraría sus manos rotas. Los que preparan guerras verdes, guerras de gas, guerras de fuego, victorias sin sobrevivientes, se pondrían un traje puro y andarían con sus hermanos por la sombra sin hacer nada. No se confunda lo que quiero con la inactitud definitiva. La vida es solo lo que se hace. No quiero nada con la muerte. Si no pudimos ser unánimes moviendo todos moviendo tanto nuestras vidas tal vez hacer nada una vez tal vez un gran silencio pueda interrumpir esta tristeza este no entendernos jamás y amenazarnos con la muerte tal vez la tierra nos enseñe cuando todo parece muerto y luego todo estaba vivo ahora Contaré hasta 12. Y tú te callas. Y yo me voy. Thank te you. Salud.
That's beautiful. I like hearing it. Maria. That one really struck me. It's it's awesome. And like the more every time I read it, I'm like, what? The salt miner looking at his hands that really like throws it out. Just what does he say about twelve though? Like that we count to twelve and I don't I I I'm thinking like like the time, you know, like Mm Counting That's the time, what got me. the hours. That's the one that got me. I like it because he starts off with that and then he ends it with it as well, like bringing him back. And I like in. that he's like, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go. Yeah, very, very cool. Okay, so he starts with saying, you count to 12, and then he ends with, I'll count to 12. I think. Or the other way around. He can, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> and it's first we count to 12, and then at the end, he counts to 12. Okay. Amber? Um, hearing that made me think of um, a French poem that I really like, and I've been looking for translations, and they're all just a lot less exciting than the French, of course, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. I translate it a little differently, but this will do. And I think it's gorgeous in French. I'll do it in both. Bon okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to go with the French first because I think it gives you a nice setup. So this is by um, Rimbaud. Um, the poem is called Sensation or Sensation by Arthur Rimbaud. Here we go. <laughs> par les soirs bleus d'été j'irai dans le sentier picoté par les blés fouler l'air manué rêveur j'en sentirai la fraîcheur à mes pieds je laisserai le vent baigner ma tête nuée je ne parlerai pas je penserai rien mais l'amour infini me montrera dans l'âme et j'irai loin bien loin comme un bohémien par la nature heureux comme avec une femme the blue evenings of summer will let me go down the path, stung by the wheat, trampling the short grass, dreaming I'll feel the coolness at my feet. I'll let a northern wind bathe my bare head. I won't speak, I won't think, but infinite love will at once mount my soul and I will go far like a vagabond through nature enchanted as if laying with a woman. Mm. I like those feelings. Wow. I like that it, um, it is super, super sensual, but it's like, oh yeah, you have this body and it's not just a body that feels, you know, yeah. itches and farts. It's like, <laughs> feel the grass, dummy. Get out there. <laughs> like, go trample some grass. It feels you know? good too. Feel the breeze like a woman is licking your body, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I translate it anyway. <laughs> you do French well, nice, Amber. Yeah, what else we got? Yeah, Anna, me, I have one, but I might go to another room. <laughs> Yay! Oh, it's gonna be nasty. Y'all know that. No, it's just that my house is sleeping. I have to go to a quiet place. So, 
the fun thing about like it being poetry month with my high school classes, I'm kind of ending all these units. And, and the next one that I have planned was actually like a poetry unit. And so I'm, I was kind of prepping it. I thought it was so fun because you're talking about poetry and planning all this poetry. And then I'm kind of like organizing this unit. So I had to read like, uh, like 50 poems yesterday and kind of organize them and get them all ready to go and stuff like that. And then I was just reading, you know, all the old classics, you know, like the high school classics and like Emily Dickinson and all that. And, um, you know, and I'm just like, oh, these are so fun. And so then I thought, you know, if Angelica wants me to read, I, one of them stood out to me, but I don't want to be like cliche and like super lame and read Emily Dickinson. Classic for a reason. I almost, I almost read an Emily Dickinson poem tonight. Like I have it, I have a book that is laying under the Cynthia McDonald book. Okay. Okay. So the poem I want to read is called, um, I'm nobody. And I'm sure you, I'm nobody. Who are you? And I know you all know it. I'll explain it first. Why I like, why it stood out to me because, um, I thought right now, I'm really actually kind of enjoying this like hideaway life (laughs) where I don't have to gather and I don't have to like have plans and like go out and like I don't have to see anyone and I can just like be like do my own thing like every single day, day in, day out. Like and it's actually like I'm I'm, um, enjoying it quite a bit. So then I was reading that poem and I was like, oh yeah, that's what she's trying to say. Like how there's such a, like a greatness to being a nobody and um, how I wouldn't want to change it. And I wouldn't want to be like a somebody, you know? So like, I just kind of appreciated it in this time of, um, you know, isolating yourself and all that. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. I'm nobody. Who are you? I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you a nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. Don't tell. They'd advertise, you know. Oh, how dreary to be somebody. How public, like a frog. To tell one's name, the live long June, to an admiring bog. (laughs) (laughs) I love that poem. Yeah, it's so good. I feel like we were robbed of some of your gestures because for me, you were frozen while you were reading. Oh, you were frozen too. Oh, me. it was mostly faces. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom had that poem memorized, uh-huh. Diana. And when I was a little girl, she would recite it to me randomly. <laughs> she doesn't have many poems memorized, but she would, I wish she would just be sitting around like doing nails. I have a memory of her like painting my nails and just Aww. reciting that poem to me yeah. over and over. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That is kind of mm-hmm. sweet. Turns out I like Emily Dickinson. Maybe I should pay more attention in history class. Yeah. Or wait, what's that? English Mr. White. Yeah. Be that's a tough time to read Emily Dickinson, but that's my opinion. Because she's a, a loner. Yeah, and I feel like it. She's not super cheery. She's not particularly. Oh yeah. Hopeful. I don't know. She wrote "Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul." True, true. I, I think the one that that uh, Diana just read was a little bit like comical. It had yeah. a little bit of comical stuff. Funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a 
like a lighter element to it? Uh, you know, a little bit of like an Aesop's fable kind of feel. Hey, mm-hmm. that's how I always think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I didn't, I didn't prepare a poem for tonight's sesh, but I got my little, I don't know, it's the book of meditations. It's Lao Tzu probably. I don't know. It's some Zen shit. Zen garden. Nice. Um, so I'll just do that bit. Um, the eye that sees cannot see itself. He who sees, he who conquers himself, a mighty, the quieter you become, the more you, you are able to hear. Can you read it again? The eye that sees cannot see itself. He who conquers himself, a mighty, the quieter you become, the more you are able to hear. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's just some Buddhist shit. Y'all know, y'all know about that. Yeah, it sounds like a Confucius or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's either Confucius or Lao Tzu right now. That's, mm-hmm. Although I can't tell who this is from. This is just like some little, it's called Zen is it Garden. The, is it from the Tao Te Ching? Uh, honestly, no. I don't know. That's not where I'm literally pulling it from, but it probably is. Exactly no, no, no. I just, it was just a guess. Just a shot. But that makes absolute sense. I mean, that that's all the same stuff, like about being quiet and still and like not wanting stuff. Like, so you just, it just a being, being is the thing. Like you don't desire, like that's the whole thing with uh, Taoism and well, I think probably Taoism and Buddhism, but I know for a fact Taoism. I'm going to stick with Taoism because I don't know a whole lot about Buddhism, but like the whole point is being, you just sit in existence and then you're grateful, yada, yada. I mean, there's some stuff with that. Like you can be grateful and enjoy the life that you're, you have, but you don't want or need or long for anything because then you can't be disappointed, I guess. I remember yes. Are they about enlightenment too? The the Dao Taoists? Uh yeah. Oh, dude. When I went to the Taoist temple, which Ryan was all about for a bit, um, and you have to like get that little did you ever do that with me? Yeah, I did. For us? I think Angelica did too, right? Yeah. I went I went for a while. I went on my own. Oh, so yeah. they, so they did we all like, receive the Dao? Yeah, three gifts or something, but basically that shit is just all about just being I mean, it, all religions are pretty much saying the same thing. Right. Um, and it's just all about being awesome. Just be nice. Be nice and awesome to each other. And that's it, basically, is what I get from every single religion. And I'm like, can't we all just realize that this is all the same message? And there's bits that we can take from each one like Taoism is probably more about being calm and being in the moment as opposed to Christianity, which is probably more about humility and I don't know, forgiveness and stuff, stuff that Jesus said, you know, I don't know. It's all good shit. What's up? Religions. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I like the way that like the wordplay and what you read, um, twists it, you know, like the eye doesn't see, et cetera. Right. The twistiness of it. 
it feels like a riddle like yeah like the eye doesn't see or something yeah that's I think that's why I asked you to read it again because I think I had I had to listen to it on two levels I had a teacher once in grad school who was like, we must read all poems three times. (laughs) She really, she was in Palazzo pants and imagine it. And she she was like, the first time is for the brain. The second time is for the gut. And the third time is for the heart. And I was like, that that was really a good impression does. too. I wish y'all had known her. You'd be laughing. <laughs> you'd be rolling. You'd be like, "Yeah, I was there." <laughs> it's true. It's very true. The first time I hear a poem, I'm like, "What? What was that?" I, d- I don't absorb it all the way. I have to. Yeah, you gotta kind of get it. And the, but I also like that levels. you do because I think the yeah. second time is more like the like, oh, that feels like. Ugh. Or something, you know, like there's more of a feeling in the second time. And then the third time, it feels like you can integrate those two in a certain way. And I think that's what she meant by the heart. Like it lands in your center. Well, understanding. I got to say the poetry I've written is, I think you just probably need to not. (laughs) Maybe the once is good. (laughs) I don't know if you need to be reading that three times. Um, I'm not going to stand up for your poetry unless you read it. And then I could stand up for it. You can't do that if you don't read it. I did share it a little bit with you, Genevieve. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're texting poems to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Poems are really getting me. They always have, but like, they really get me right now. Like memes are getting me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Like memes? Memes. Yeah. They're getting me, man. Are they? Every single one of them. Like, yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> Art form for our time, huh? Well, guys, I wrote a poem today oh. for the first time in 17 years. <laughs> 17, 16 years. I have not uh, edited or workshopped. I, I feel very vulnerable revealing it right now, but. This is the right crew. Yeah, right. So I'll just pretend like I'm not recording. All right. As far as masks go, I feel relief that we're protecting each other through the simple gesture of colorful handmade patterns, bandanas worn like cowboys, and off-the-shelf surgical fare. There's a comfort to covering my face, like snuggling deep beneath a weighted blanket or pulling a hoodie over my head. Responsible citizens waiting in line, six feet apart, following rules. This gives me a sense of order in the mounting chaos. Graphs indicating it's spreading and it's getting worse, or social distancing works, or conspiracy theories that it's not as bad as projections made it out to be, depending on political leanings of who clicked the share button. When I step out of the house, on a rare trip out, we're faceless, affiliationless, only a hint of a smile visible in my eyes above the cheery yellow birds on my mask. Jelly, I like it. Hmm. Mask life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it. Mask life. <laughs> Are you kind of addressing like how we, how I, this is something I'm feeling too. Like we, people are not connecting anymore in the world out there because you're like, 
everyone's kind of like your enemy a little bit. Like, is that what, are you kind of touching on that too? Well, I think that because we are in our houses and not seeing people in real life, once we do see them out in the world, there's some security in covering my face. Yeah. There's some security in wearing like a hood and a hoodie or being under a blanket. It's kind of like- To lose your personality, right? To have no more personality and like individuality. I kind of, I need that security, I think. I have anxiety going out into the world. So I could certainly feel like I don't have a face or that I am- not appreciating the rules or wanting to just live a life like we normally live. But I think I'm in the acceptance phase of it where I felt comfortable for the first time going out today to run errands because I was wearing a mask. Yeah. And that my mask was this little moment of showing something cheery and that I was so proud of people where I was like, you're wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask. And everyone was six feet apart from each other. And we were all doing the things that we needed to do to make sure nobody gets sick. And so there was something that gave me comfort from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's real life. <laughs> real life. Yeah. What else do we have? Anybody have something else they want to add? Um, I have something weird from 01. Nice. I don't, uh, I'm looking through journals because I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't um, as big on prose, but here is a rhyming poem. Mm. Angles, right, black, blue, stone, and white. Biological sunglasses combined with UVA protection sustain me till night. Wheels and shoes, wheels and shoes, access to wheels shan't come unglued. Sunshine flows through selectively permeable strands of black. If I cut it, I'd be bedridden in the dark till it all grew back. Blast these motors, invading my ears and berating the years, cluttering decades with their gloppy black tears. Drip, drip, drop with neither sorrow nor joy, as neutral as the sun with passing of girl or boy. Soon the tracks will come, the motors will go, racing along with that fierce energy flow. Wow. <laughs> Look at all those rhymes. What? what is it about? What are all these words for? <laughs> I, that's definitely one I need to take one, two, three steps on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of music in it, but it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. If but anything, it tells me not to cut my hair. That's what it says. That's all, it, that's all I can do. <laughs> Amber, that's what I felt like my poetry was for forever. Where is yeah. the sounds and no meaning? Well, my meaning is <clears throat> hidden. I got to say, though, those sounds, like, hook the layman in, like me. Like, you guys are probably, all of you are either more dramatical, like, you guys are interested in the arts, like... In a way that I'm just not, like, for example, like, you guys all do musicals, like, nobody's business. Uh, and me? I'm pretty sure I can say that for every single one of you. I cannot sing. Diana and I were in uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. 
I was in Bye Bye Birdie, too. I'm pretty sure most of us. I mean, we were all in Bye Bye Birdie. Let me clarify. We were all in Bye Bye Birdie. Diana and I were next to each other. Maria and Sarah were next to each other. And Amber and Genevieve were the leads. So... (laughs) It's true. going to be in a musical. <gasps> oh, my God. All of us, homie. Was everyone here in Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah, yeah I think Randy was in t- t- tech, wasn't she? She was doing was in the booth. for sure. Oh, my God. That's wild. Christy Ann was the teenager. Oh, she did do a character, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Tell me the character. Somebody who remembers any of the names. She was like oh, one of the teens, like big. It's a team. Yeah. She was was, in ensemble. Do we have a video of this, of us together? I have pictures (laughs) somewhere. I have, I have like five photos. I have, um, I have photos. I have a deep embarrassment of closing the curtains early on one of the um, shows because I misread one of the cues and I was too eager to close the curtains because we didn't have someone behind the scenes. Do you remember that, Genevieve? Yeah, you closed the curtains on me? Like, so (laughs) it was you. It was very insulting. You remember. You were like, it's fine. It's not your fault. We needed a walkie-talkie. Someone else should have been on it. And I was like, thank you for making me feel better. I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> I, like, missed the whole explanation of the whole play for the parents. Uh, so. Uh, this show uh, must go on. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's COVID. Unless there's COVID. Um, all right. Who else has a, a poem? I'm sharing something right now on my screen. Oh. Diana and I got home from some party in college. It's 2 a.m. And Diana oh. happened to say, how beer affects lingerie, part one. <laughs> <laughs> and I captured it. <laughs> there she is putting on her nightgown. and Yeah. Aww. I love it. I got a lot of shit like that. <laughs> okay, I got one. So I'm still looking through my little tiny book of meditations. So it's probably Lao Tzu or Confucius. Anyway, it's ancient Chinese shit, okay? It's short and sweet. Into ancient Chinese shit. We shape clay into a pot, but it is the emptiness inside that holds whatever we want. Done. That's it. That's awesome. Oh, I like it. Into it. I am too. Are you translating this? No, it's literally in English. I know it does. (laughs) I feel like you're like, translating it as you go no it's literally in english it's it's a small font can y'all see that i have a poem i'd like to read that i wrote in december yeah excellent it's about being a therapist i'm sorry whoa don't apologize stop stop it it was a, a series I wrote called Termination Poems. So whenever I, a client leaves, not whenever, but whenever a client I really like leaves, I, um, I write poems for them about like what our experience was. And it helps me like say goodbye. I don't give them the poem. I just write Okay, them. I was about to ask if you gave them the poem. No, because <laughs> that would be inappropriate. But it just helps me sort of like consolidate the experience for myself and grieve a little. Okay, so... This poem is called If, and it's kind of based off of Rudyard Kipling has a poem called If, but it doesn't matter. 
if you come here longing, if you want to grow, if you strive for peace and you have seeds to sow, if we bravely sit, if we dance the dance, if we see tomorrow or even just a glance, if there is hope in me, if there is faith in you, if time will grant us not a single thing to do, if we wade through darkness, if only our hearts can hold, if I love you wisely, and if you feel consoled, things will start to shift. I know they will. And soon you'll call to me from that other hill. But the time has come to set down our pens and how you wish we could be friends. But what was between us was much more than that. I know the magic in which we sat. Dear one, you can never see who walked you home. Just know that you never walked alone. Did you write that? I did. It was beautiful. That's really nice. You're so fucking awesome, Genevieve. Genevieve wins. That was really good. For sure. Truly great. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. That was really good. I hope it inspires you all to go to therapy because it's not so bad. (laughs) Well, is there anything like you, which they're not up in SU? They are, Sarah. I, I mean, know a lot of sure, they're out there, but it's like it's like online dating or something. Like, yeah, sure, the right guy is out yeah. there for you, but you gotta like <laughs> sift through some shitholes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on my sixth one, but they're just like teachers. Like, you you sometimes you know in sixth grade you different you need a different teacher than you did in third, or like sometimes different teachers are better at different subjects. So I think moving through different therapists is good too. Good point. Unlike friends, you guys are forever. What's up? Leave forever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you got, Diana? Amber, do you recognize? This is my like journal. Oh, I see the I see the plants. Yes. I'm yeah, with you. like the plants, and there's there's Boko. There's Boko. Yeah. And there's a fortune. You gotta have a fortune on your journal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so when is this journal from? Okay, this is my um, 2001 to um, like probably 2004 journal. Excellent. So it's got lots of poetry and lots of just journaling. And so I had it at summer camp when I was a camp counselor um, Mm. as well. So you'll have to excuse it. It's like, um, like, nature poetry it's all nature oh god excused go on (laughs) it's um it's cast arrowhead uh like nature okay so Mm. this one is uh, a short one can i ask you and amber both worked at camp arrowhead right yeah and genevieve did for a summer too okay yeah camp counselor so this is june 14 2003 I think of masterpieces, but I write about cardinals. I think of solutions, but write about the deer and my emerald surroundings. Oh, Diana, that's so <laughs> And, okay, and this is like, um, I don't know, you know whatever. Okay, 
<laughs> just like ultra like um, romantic poetry. Okay. When the sun patches the green, the little creatures interact. When the dew is there in the morning, I can't but feel left out. What secret agreement does the night hold with these drops? The trees own the mountains. I'm an intruder. They hold an ancient friendship. The birds are the criers of the land. In a language I don't understand, they sing the day's events. On the wind, they let the movements of the caterpillar and the leaf be known to all. Oh, to be part of what I'm not. To be let in on such an exclusive pact. I think you might be famous in the next generation. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> that was really pretty. Um, I have a poem that I won a very, very small award for. It was the equivalent to my um, most improved runner-up swimming trophy. So not not a real award, but like some recognition nonetheless. Um, And this was to set the stage. I was riding in a car with an ex-boyfriend that shall not be named because we're recording. Anonymous in the car with no breaths, as if I was holding an auditorium. Rising in front of paranoia as a witness of talking. I had sneered at his judgment, made him huge in apathetic and Mayan response. God was not clapping while I was on stage. I forgot my friendly conversation, slightly chuckling, half-forgotten lines. When we hit the light, I should have been the curb standing aside. Everything I had imparted in the hills rolls down like a shopping cart. My gaslight was running low. My stamina had been lit, just like us. A good bus I had waited for, times I kept watching, letting silence fall away. I caught the greater part of the car ride, watching the time change, homesick, rolling away from friendliness and oxygen. Riding in the car without talking, holding my breath, paranoid as if I was in front of an auditorium of anonymous witnesses. I had made his judgment so huge. His sneer was a Mayan god's apathetic response. There was no clapping while I was on stage. I forgot my lines. I couldn't think of any in friendly conversation. Slightly chuckling out of nervousness, like standing aside while a shopping cart rolls down a hill. When we hit the curb after the light, I should have been driving. My stamina was running low. The gaslight was lit just like us. Like good old times I kept waiting for, a bus I kept waiting for. Everything I had imparted in him fell away to silence. I watched the clock change. I caught almost every minute for the greater part of the car ride, homesick for friendliness and oxygen. Breaths holding an auditorium, anonymous, as if I were, paranoia, talking to the car like witnesses. I had judgment and sneered, him, huge. Apathetic clapping was the Mayan response to God on stage. He forgot the curb, slightly chuckled a little after the light. And we should have been friendly, half forgotten. Lines should have been, but instead conversation stands, imparted, rolling like a hill, aside, a shopping cart with a gaslight. My stamina was a good bus, lit just like us, watching the greater part of the time change. Silence was caught in the car ride, 
watching friendliness roll away like oxygen homesick sound that was is it like a the poem like repeated itself in a different like what explain it so there are three parts to it yeah they are written in three different formats i don't know if you can see so like the stanzas are kind of okay asymmetrical here and then it's a block of more straightforward the middle piece was more straightforward is that your handwriting or is that tight it's tight this is it it's published well no this is the portfolio i submitted (laughs) into landscape architecture grad school for some reason i gave them look how thick this portfolio is please do (laughs) There's no reason anyone to submit any kind of portfolio like this, much less 40 poems, but this is one of them. Yeah, so it's, it's three different versions of the poem. The phrases were rewritten in different orders. They were arranged differently, but it was just a moment in my mind that I kept reliving where we were in a car ride and I felt like it was the end. I felt like it was just this moment of like, oh, this is no more of this. This is the last moment we're having. I kept coming back to it for some reason. That's a nice way to commemorate the end of a relationship. Actually, And it was the end? Uh, April 3rd, 2000. And then I started dating Matt February of 2001. I feel like mm-hmm. it was the end. Uh, the ends of my relationships don't sound like that in my journal. No, mine. Uh, I I threw away a journal in a spout of. Oh no way! Yeah. Maria, no, you never do that. I know. So I definitely regretted it afterwards, and I was like, "Well, there went." I don't know why you do. I don't know why we keep on. I recycled shit. it in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> no, Earth first. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that's that's sad though that it's gone forever like I went back through my old crap and there's a lot of crap and I'm horrible about switching journals like I'll start one move to another because somebody bought me one cooler and fun and then I'll start that but then I'm like there's so much space over here so I'll go back over here and, and then your timelines were all off when oh absolutely and I did not date everything like I literally went through this during this quarantine I was like going back through my stuff which Sarah you definitely have the same problem you did I don't know how old were you 13 since I was 13 it's the same stuff same stuff so I think that's beneficial when you can go back and yeah I don't know maybe that that's not always productive also but I guess it depends on your situation. I felt I read through mine and it wasn't very good. And like I, or like there was just like stuff that I was just like I don't want to remember this. You know, like I don't want anybody to find this and be like, ooh, this is weird. Like it just didn't. Yeah. I do regret the like there were some fun drawings that I probably should have kept. But who was it for the breakup? The stuff that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was all of them. <laughs> oh you like went through all of your breakups in this journal yes it was like all of the people and I was like oh god no and when there did was, you like, read it last ones. when like, did you read it last? fairly recent like within the last maybe this year maybe last year oh okay 
Well, that's different. If you're like reading it 20 years later or 15 years. Yeah, later, it was just like, icky. I was just like, oh, I don't feel good. Well, <laughs> Jolly, if you submitted that um, portfolio to me, talking about those curbs, letting me know you know about spatial awareness. I thought you'd know that. <laughs> talking about those curbs. And also, like, I feel like there's a certain loveliness about the design of it right like I think that that's probably what they looked at too that it's sure. just like it's not just this like blah, 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 like the written out poem it's like also like structured differently yeah I forget what that's called of it yeah the structure the there's a word for this that I should know because I <laughs> had a focus in creative writing uh, I don't know this thing <clears throat> never comes up though outside of like high school I know right it's called a concrete poem. Like when there's a shape, you make a shape out of like what you're talking about. I mean, that's maybe not what you did. You know, you can make a poem in the shape of like the, the topic or the theme of your poem. Thank you, I, Diana. Um, I found a poem that is very similar to the one Amber read earlier, where it's just kind of a sound situation. Shall I read it? Or Amber, do you have one that you're working no, on? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, this was July 14th, 2000. I have no idea what this poem means. Song of Three Days Sad. Aw. Yeah, I guess I was sad. Techno glazes inspiration, quite a harbor, white as water. Hearts are shifting, doubt they're listening. Techno glazes inspiration. I was convinced, convinced, so convinced. It's more than simple. Jinxed in shingles. Soft count, rushed out, red faced, gets out. Techno glazes inspiration. Enormous breakdown, breakout, breakaway. Fuzzy cover, my hips are swift. Restoration, habilitation. I'm my own. Whipped to the coast, over, almost. Techno bruises, cunning abuse. Forget my muse. I ache, amused. Like that. <laughs> Techno glazes. You used words better than I did when I was doing my poetry bit during ninth grade. Because I like went back and I looked through this shit and I was like, I'm pretty sure I wrote some awesome poetry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I look back on that, I'm like, oh, that was just really, really, really bad. And I, I really like what you're doing, Jelly. I gotta say, it's, uh, it's much better than what I produced. At uh, the same age range, that's all. That's sweet of you to say. It still doesn't mean it makes any sense. I mean, <laughs> it was well, just... it's that thing where you got to, like, take it and then see it again for another time. I mean, look, you can present anything in front of another human being and be like, this is the thing. I mean, you can school people to... You can have nonsense in front of you, and you mm -hmm. can teach people, this is the truth. This means this, and you can school it like that. But is that, I don't know. I'm just yeah, saying. Context. I mean, songs, the lyrics don't always make sense. It's just really how they run together and how they're musical and mm -hmm. what it evokes. Yeah. 
So I think that's what I was going for. But I think that I stopped writing poetry as much just because when I would come back to it, I was like, what was I even trying to say? It was, it was just too vague. It was too vague to like get the meaning later. Well, hopefully it's like protecting itself from getting burned. Hmm. If it weren't so vague, you wouldn't be able to stand it, maybe. Yeah. That's why I wrote that way. Why still write that way? Yeah, protecting it. I like that. Gotta come out, you know? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go. I love yeah, you guys. I gotta go real soon. Okay. Bye, Genevieve. Did you get enough poems, Angelica? Do you feel Hey, hey, happy soothing? anniversary to Genevieve. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Happy I really love that you guys shared this and I I appreciate you um reading poems. It was really sweet. Lovely I thank girl. you for providing this forum and this platform. Oh yeah, my pleasure, sweetie. Okay. Well, thank you, Maria and Sarah and Diana and Amber and Genevieve. I love you guys. Okay, I love you guys. Okay, bye, friends. Bye. And thanks to our listeners. I hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. Go to chattycrafties.com for a blog post with photos, social media, links, and more. I'm at Chatty Crafties on social if you're looking for more between episodes. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Angelica Norton. The ambient electronic intro and outro music was by Berman Swale. Please rate and review Chatty Crafties at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Now, National Poetry Month is almost over. You better find some free space in a journal and go make some art.